I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio. As we attempt to slow things down just a little bit, divide the rage from the reason, make sure we can elevate the conversation and make the news make sense for all of us. And I hope you're having a a great week out there as we roll into the Easter weekend. Uh, Much to cover today, and uh, we're going to get right at it and uh, right to it. Uh, But you want to stay with us throughout the hour today. Uh, We've got some great uh, guests uh, going to be joining us uh, coming up here at 1120. Sherry Dew will uh, join us talking about uh, Good Friday. We'll also have uh, Reverend Moses from Calvary Baptist Church, uh, new leader, uh, fairly new leader here in the state of Utah, the Calvary Baptist Church. And so really looking forward to having uh, Dr. Moses on with us uh, at 1135 today. So uh, a lot of ground to cover, a lot of things to to do. It was very interesting this morning uh, to watch uh, Governor Cuomo's uh, news conference. Uh, His have been very interesting in terms of how he has approached it. One of the things that he did today that I I really appreciated was that he took people through the process and gave a very clear picture of the present reality, what they've done, and then what comes next. And I think that's the the real key to an effective communication strategy is you got to paint the picture properly in terms of here's the present reality. We have to know where we are if we're going to chart a course to where we want to get. And he was very clear in pointing out that the success that they're having today is very much a result of what they did yesterday uh, as far as uh, the social distancing, what they've done in terms of the uh, the cities and the uh, the state of New York there. So I think he's done a, a good job there in terms of saying, here's all the different models that we were playing with. Here's what it looked like it was heading towards. Here's where we actually are and the need to continue to be vigilant. And I think that's a really important message because remember, it's not just getting to the peak that is the issue. The backside of the curve is every bit as important as what we do to try to flatten the curve on the front side. And so it, it's not the time to exhale. It's not the time to relax. It's not the time to let our guard down in terms of the things that are working. We spoke yesterday with Joseph Grinney uh, talking about this really as a social science experiment in terms of how do you create those kind of norms and how do you get people to follow those in the absence of current emergency, current crisis. 
And that will be the test for us. The test will be when we emerge from our caves, when we come back out, we start reengaging in society and the economy. How do we do that? And we do, do we continue to use some, some wisdom in terms of social distance? Do we make sure we're keeping services clean and washing our hands and doing all those other things that we know we need to do right now? Remember, it's the backside of the curve that is going to be the test for the country. And it will be the test right here in Utah. And Utah's doing a, a great job. It was interesting to see Dr. Fauci uh, kind of praising Utah in terms of process and testing and, and what was happening there. And so, again, Utah can, can lead out, can show some really good models there. So we'll continue to do that, of course, uh, as we've been doing uh, every day here on KSL News Radio. Coming up at 1230 today, the Utah Coronavirus Call-In. That'll be Jeff Kaplan, our good friend. Uh, with his uh, special guest today will be Dr. Mike uh, Bauman, Chief Medical Officer from Mountain Star Healthcare. And again, that's 1230 to 1 uh, every day, Utah Coronavirus Call-In with Jeff Kaplan. And you can get your questions answered as it relates to the coronavirus. So we'll continue to monitor all of those things. I want to know what's on your mind today as well. As always, you can do that on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. Again, 57500. That's the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line. And we'll weigh in on a few things there. Uh, We are seeing that uh, Mayor Jenny Wilson has extended the uh, Salt Lake County uh, order until uh, May, it looks like. We'll get more details on that and bring that to you shortly here on KSL News Radio. I want to jump to a little bit of the political news. Uh, we announced yesterday, it happened uh, uh, during the day yesterday, that uh, Bernie Sanders announced that he would be suspending his presidential campaign. And really interesting, some some lessons learned, I think, in terms of of Bernie Sanders. And uh, first, uh, just the decision and his announcement uh, to his supporters. I have concluded that this battle for the Democratic nomination will not be successful. And so today I am announcing the suspension of my campaign. Please know that I do not make this decision lightly. In fact, it has been a very difficult and painful decision. That's Bernie Sanders announcing to his supporters uh, that uh, he was going to suspend the campaign. And that is a tough decision. That's a, a challenging moment for any candidate to say there isn't a path forward. Uh, and definitely not the campaign that Bernie Sanders thought he was going to be engaged in. I think he really felt that if it was a head-to-head for a sustained period between he and Joe Biden, that he actually had a path to victory in the nomination for the Democrats. And, of course, all of that changed uh, when rallies uh, couldn't be held. Debates uh, were very different, and he just could not see the the path forward. So stepping aside there, also interesting in terms of a uh, how he will relate to and connect with Joe Biden, now the presumptive nominee for the Democrats. Uh, again, they pushed their uh, nomination convention back to August, so they pushed it back a month there. But uh, Bernie said he is reaching out and he is going to engage with Joe Biden and his campaign uh, in order to take the White House back. We're going to be talking to Joe, and we are, and we're talking to his team of advisors. I will do everything that I can to make sure that Donald Trump is not reelected, uh, because I believe Trump has been the most dangerous president in the modern history of this country. So, so again, uh, that's Bernie Sanders stepping aside there and uh, taking one uh, final swing. Probably won't be his final swing at President Trump, but uh, final as a presidential candidate 
uh, takes that last swing there. And I think a couple of the lessons learned uh, from Bernie Sanders, I think one of the elements that I think is important is the the fact that you cannot win with a grievance uh, campaign in America uh, on either side of the aisle. You you can't just be against things. You can't just be against who is in the White House. You can't just be against the other political party. Uh, you can't just be against your other competitors in the race. Uh, you have to be for things. You can't just be against big business or big government. Again, either side of the aisle, these lessons apply. You have to be for something. And I think the other thing that it shows is that while it is it is interesting to engage. The populist movements uh, are always interesting, uh, but they're rarely sustainable because they, they never move forward to the point of uh, actually governing and doing things. And we have to remember that anger is not an agenda. Frustration is not a platform. Uh, we're always better off as a country when we sharpen more pencils than knives and get down to real policy issues that actually impact real family. I think the other final note, I think, from the Bernie Sanders run is that uh, the country's just not ready for socialism. <laughs> as much as we seem to be going more and more towards free stuff, uh, it still just doesn't play in the end on either side of the aisle. And ultimately, that's what you have to do. You have to cobble together a coalition uh, that often involves people in the center left and the center right. Uh, not just independents, but people who swing back and forth just a, a little bit there. And uh, so that's kind of the tale of Bernie Sanders. And uh, now it's on to Joe Biden's. It'll be Joe Biden's responsibility to unite the party, to pick a vice president, and to start marching things forward uh, towards the fall campaign. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. When we come back, my sit-down interview with Sherry Dew. Executive Vice President of Desert Management Corp, Chief Content Officer. We're going to talk about Good Friday and the call to fasting right here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.